Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. And today I'm talking to David Hansel, the guy who founded MaxCDN, as far as I understood in our previous conversation. Hey, David. Hey, Norbert. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. This is really, um, well, a famous product, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how did you come to that idea to, to, to found a CDN? Um, let me go one step further back how, how yeah. I got there. Um, I'm originally from, from Germany from, and, uh, I have been, I've always been interested in technology and started a few businesses there. And, um, the last one was an e-commerce business in the early two thousands. Uh, and I sold this business in 2004 or five which gave me the money to get my investor visa to go to the US because I always want to go to the US because back then in Germany, there was no real startup scene. And, you know, I was, I saw what was going on in the US. And so I was very intrigued by this. So I always want to go there. And, you know, this gave me the opportunity to, to do this. And um, I went to Los Angeles. I had a lot of good friends in Los Angeles and wanted to figure out what I do there. And a friend of mine just sold this web hosting business and wanted to start a CDN. And um, in my past life, I was a Linux system and network engineer. So I always have this, this technical background. And um, so this was, was a good fit. And he was looking for a partner and investor. And so I joined this, uh, this business. You know, and we, we started it together. That's great. So uh, I think Maxidian is the name uh, on the market. Um, and, and it's a big thing. And you sold it back then mm-hmm. and moved to, uh, to, to Turkey. Yeah, so uh, my wife wanted to be closer to family. I really yeah. enjoyed Los Angeles, uh, but my wife was, you know, once per- personal story. My my mother passed away, and my wife and her were the, they were really close, and this um, hit my wife really hard. So she wanted to be close to family, and so she wanted to go back to Germany. So also our daughter grows up with family, and I I just couldn't go back to German weather conditions. So we settled on Turkey. We're in Bodrum, Turkey, which is a similar climate to Los Angeles, but a quick flight to Germany. So that's great. Kinda, yeah. Well, um, Turkey is, 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 is really great for vacations. <laughs> so here from Austria, I'm, I'm in Austria, you know, uh, and, and currently um, I know that you have short trousers, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I've seen it already, but uh, we here in, in Austria, we have uh, snow and it's really uh, ugly today outside because it's, uh, yeah, really, really shitty snow weather today. Um, um, but if the weather is shining, um, to be honest, I really prefer uh, having snow uh, going down this skiing uh, and, and oh yeah I, I love skiing I've been skiing yeah. since I'm four years old uh, it's it's just the gray sky that I can't handle you know kind of being somewhere yeah. in the mountains with you know it can be cold I can wear a jacket it's not about the the climate uh, the, the you know the, the temperature it's about the clouds um, 
the, the clouds. Great the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's keep talking about the cloud. Now you have uh, founded a new product that you um, that you uh, um, um, yeah launched for e-commerce businesses and SaaS owners, LTV Plus, uh, which is a live chat um, company. So um, you help other companies doing a great custom experience. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So at, at Maxian, one issue that we had is providing really good customer support and it was very expensive hiring support reps in Los Angeles. So we looked abroad and we started a, uh, another company in, uh, in Serbia and um, hiring people there. And they were like really amazing. And this was kind of always our secret weapon to deliver really good customer support. And I'm a firm believer that treating a customer right and providing them a great experience and, and great support is not only morally the right thing, it also makes a lot of financial sense because customers stay longer, customers are happier, customers refer more people over. And you know, this really helps to combat churn or, you know, for example, live chat on a website increases conversion rates. So it's also very, very relevant for, for e-commerce companies. So I always said like kind of this, this thing for providing great customer experiences and support. Uh, even though kind of going back to my, my e-commerce days, when I had my e-commerce business, I realized that if I answer a question that a customer has, you know, is this product available in this size or that size or in that color uh, or the other color? Um, and if I answer within five minutes the email and the answer is yes, 95% of the time I have the sale. If I wait, you know, an hour, it drops significantly. And, you know, if you wait 24 hours to respond, the sale is like, you know, most likely not going to happen because there's so much other other choices out there. So it's it's really important for um, your business, in my experience, to provide really good customer service uh, and fast customer service to make sure you, your business is, is growing. And so this is why you know I had, I had this passion for this. And yeah, this is why we launched this outsourcing business. We provide failed payment recovery agents, you know, for SaaS businesses or subscription businesses when, when the credit card expires or, um, or uh, abandoned cards that, you know, when, when somebody abandons a card, we reach out to people to make them come back. It's more like the consultative approach. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, live chat and support tickets is kind of like the, the, the core of the business. Okay. It's not no technology. We're technology independent. It's mm -hmm. just about the people, you know, customer support reps and customer success agents. Yeah. And um, how, how do you handle the learning? So uh, the, the, the support agents, of course, need to know a lot about the stores and the products um, and, and, and all the kind of stuff behind the company. Um, how can I expect uh, that they are really part of my team? Mm -hmm. So first of all, we do our best to hire somebody who has experience in this field before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so if, if it's like, I don't know, companies saying, you know, we talked about skiing before. If you say sell ski equipment, then ideally find somebody who's passionate about um, skiing and has experience there. So it can also be consultative in terms of your sales game. And then, you know, it's, uh, we're, I'm a total SOP nerd, you know, standard operating procedures and You know, so we, we, we have a system how we train and document um, the staff and kind of building out knowledge base. We also do this for, for customers in case the knowledge base is not perfect yet um, or not, not existent yet. We help them to, to build these things out. 
Okay, that's really great. Um, and uh, who who should be responsible for live chats in, in in your opinion? Is it the sales team, the support, or is it the marketing team? Oh, it really depends. You know, there's pre-sales and there's post-sales. And also, you know, kind of differentiating between e-commerce and and um, and SaaS. But you know, on on your sales page in e-commerce store, you know, there should there should be the 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 marketing team should should, should handle it. Um, and then on the on the um, support side, the support team should handle it. You know, so it it, it really depends. At, at Maxian, we had like the the choice when you start live chat: do you want to talk to sales or to support? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and what do you think? Uh, how how long is the maximum time you should give to uh, to 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 join a chat? So uh, what what is the maximum time that can pass? If you want to keep, it should be always under. Under 30 seconds or you know yeah. two minutes, you know if you if you if if it's about sales uh, on the support side, it's a little different. You know you can also wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also on on the SaaS product, I think it, it can be uh, you can wait a little longer versus on e-commerce where there's impulse purchases happening. It's it's really important that you're like really snappy with the responses. Yeah. Well. Well, my my last chat experience was yesterday. Um, I, I had a chat with um, uh, Amazon uh, support, and um, I, to be honest, I'm I'm always really impressed about this Amazon support. Um, if you have, um, of course, they are the biggest um, e-commerce uh, uh, store in the world or e-commerce marketplace in the world. But anyway, um, the the experience is outstanding. So. Um, uh, you you go to the chat, you start chatting, and in in um, I think under thirty seconds, I had uh, someone here um, discussing with me about um, uh, a product, a reclamation, and um, and and they uh, really uh, uh, always try to give the 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 right to the to the customer. So they always try to to put the customer first. Um, what is your experience with that with e-commerce stores? Do they always try to uh, satisfy the customer and always give them um, green lights for everything, or or are there restrictions that are, of course, make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it um, always depends on the policy. But as the Amazon example, Jeff Bezos always says, like he's building the most customer-centric company in the world. Mm-hmm. And you know this 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 shows and pays off. Or Zappos, if you if you heard about delivering happiness, the book from Zappos founder Tony Shea, who just passed away, unfortunately, um, he he goes at, to the to the extent that if a customer comes on chat and you or on the call and the customer wants, for example, this shoe in a certain size and you don't have it, then the customer customer support rep or customer success rep sends the um, the customer with three links to competitors where the customer can buy the shoe that he wants. You know, so it's like even going to this extent because, you know, you, you wow people, you take care of people. And uh, this is a great way to set yourself apart from, from the competition. Yeah, absolutely. Need to agree. It's always good to give uh, the best to satisfy the customer. Um, and and well, sometimes they have not... Let's say uh, right, so they try something. I've I've seen this uh, uh, a lot um, in in in. Um, so we we support around about um, 100 uh, e-commerce stores from customers, and I see it a lot that there is also fraud and people are trying um, to 
to abuse the system if they know that that everything uh, gets green lights. Um, so you need to be very careful. But um, being customer centric is always think the best approach. You know, a customer who is um, who you really delight, you know, and give like an amazing experience. You know, they may tell one or two people that this was like really awesome, but somebody who you piss off will tell the world, you know, and customers are really empowered these days to, to, to trash you, you know, with Yelp reviews, with, um, you know, there's like so many online um, review sites or uh, just their social media channels, you know, when, when you're pissed off about the product, this, this can really damage you. This can damage you, absolutely. Uh -huh. And now let's talk a bit about um, how you run the operations, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, how have you streamlined your operations? So I'm a, I love uh, the Entrepreneurial Operating System by mm -hmm. Gina Wickman, the book Traction. Are you familiar with Traction? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I'm a big fan fan of this book where you know you kind of define your mission and vision values, you define your processes, you define your KPIs. You know, gives you um, a, a blueprint how to run your meetings, and it's yeah. So so we run on EOS. That, this is mm -hmm. interesting. And and if if you could put a, a magic wall uh, over your uh, operation, uh, what would be your improve? What would you what would you improve? Oh, in our current operations? Yeah. So we have this thing. It's not part of EOS. It's something we came up with. We have the improvement, improvement log. And so we every time when there's any mistake, any fuck up, customer complaints, you know, process breaks or whatever, we always add this to this improvement log. Mm -hmm. And in our level 10 meetings, which are weekly management meetings, we go over the improvement log and the improvement log has like, you know, who reported, uh, who, who, which customer was affected, and what's the is it solved and what's the solution? And so we always improve the uh, the process, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of with, with the team we decide like how can we improve it. And so we're a self healing machine, you know, so it kind of always gets gets better and better. So always welcome problems or 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 errors that we cause because this always gives us the opportunity to just make it even much better. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, this has been working really well. And the mantra is you can make mistakes and you don't get in trouble for it. But if you uh, don't add it to the improvement log or error log, then you're getting in trouble. So that's the, that's the rule in the business. And it's been mm -hmm. working really well. Cool. Um, do you need some kind of automation? So is this part of, of, of um, this company that you need some automations here and there? And how do you resolve that? Automations in terms of the error log or the, the improvement? Um, or? Whatever in the operations or in the, in the chat process. Um, is there anything that you automate that you need to synchronize, uh, that you need to connect with, 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 with APIs or... Um, is there any technical approach that you need to resolve um, during the chat? Or is it that uh, your agents just uh, log into the chat software of the client and, um, and, and start working? Usually the agents just work. We work with the, the, the technology that the customer has. We, have, we, of course, make suggestions, you know, how things could be automated more or, you know, if there's a better support desk or live chat software out there. But generally, we're, we're um, platform agnostic and we just mm -hmm. use what, what the customer wants to use. Okay, got it. 
Um, now, let's tell me, um, who has told you the most about e-commerce in your career? I you know, I kind of jumped in learning by doing and just like did, mm -hmm. did a lot of mistakes on my own. So it's Google. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Google. You know, also back, back in the days, uh, it's from the marketing aspect, I went to a lot of SEO conferences, et cetera, yeah. and kind of learned, learned a lot about this because back in the days, I was selling um, uh, shishas, you know, Arabic yeah. water pipes. It was like one of the, 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 had multiple stores, but this was the one that worked the best. And I couldn't do any, any paid ads because it was like smoke-related products. And I could not, uh, there was no social media back then, you know, so I was yeah. kind of like, the SEO game was was the, the name of the game. So uh, I spent the majority of my focus on on SEO. And another thing that worked really amazingly was um, swag. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of swag. Mm -hmm. You know, we, um, we always included um, a very high quality lighter in every order that we mm -hmm. send out. And... Um, with a logo on, of course. And so you know, people sit together and they, they smoke hookah and they, of course they need a lighter to do this. And then, you know, other people see this and they, this starts the conversation and um, then people refer uh, us over. You know, we often saw like, you know, some small town in Bavaria orders and then we see lots of more orders from, from the small town because we always provide an excellent experience to people and uh, people love to recommend stuff that's good, but they need a trigger to recommend it. You know, like, and if somebody asks, like, "Hey, what's this logo on your T-shirt?" or "What's this, this, you know, this thing?" then this, you know, triggers this word of mouth. And I think it's it's a really powerful aspect that a lot of people underestimate how powerful this this you know turning your customers into advocates and finding triggers to do this. This is a really great suggestion. Um, I just wanted you to, to to ask you about what's your number one operation hack tip. Um, I like that one. <laughs> of course, I'm uh, happy to, to hear, hear more from you. But to be very honest, it's um, 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 our podcast is for 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 e-commerce store owners and for sales business owners. Um, and um, I think this is a, a really good aspect um, to to give something really meaningful for them. Um, and in this case, it's the perfect gift you, you can add to a box. Um, and, and it triggers, of course, it triggers the reaction, which is maybe another purchase. Um, so really great. Uh, if you have any other operation hack tip um, or marketing hack tip, uh, let me know. Um, a cool marketing hack tip is the self-liquidating offer. So back then, you know, I sold uh, shishas and um, I had a, I sold a lot on eBay as well. Mm -hmm. And I sold, there was this charcoal that you need to smoke the hookahs or the shishas. And I sold this at cost, even losing some money on eBay. So I sold a lot of it. And um, the checkout process back then, I, th I don't think this works anymore, but you could um, redirect the checkout from, from, from um, eBay into your store. And then the the item that they purchased was already in the in the cart. They could not remove it. But then you know I pitched them like, hey, you can if you add more products to it, then you uh, you don't have to pay for shipping. Uh -huh. And so I kind of lured people in from eBay to my store. And in general, you know, um, you sell something at cost. The example is like, for example, if you have a store that sells candle accessories, you know, like like wax to make candles and you know mm -hmm. fragrances, etc. 
if you sell the wigs, you know, like the the docht in German, the the, mm, the yeah. wigs uh, as as bundles of one hundred wigs on on eBay at at cost or even below cost, then you will attract people who make candles, and then you know then then you have the information and you can market to them. You know, so it's like kind of like the self liquidating offer. You, you even you lose money initially, but you kind of attract the right people into your universe, and then you can market to them. That's a great suggestion, a great tip. Um, and I'm very thankful for this great interview. It was a pleasure uh, to learn so much about um, your companies and, and your suggestions. You're very long to the market. And um, yeah, listen to David, guys. Uh, I think uh, you can um, yeah, learn a lot if, if, uh, if you talk to people that are so long in the business. Thank you very much. And Thanks stay safe. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.